There's plenty of bad news out there. How about some good news? The book of Proverbs says that good news from a far country is like cold waters to a thirsty soul. I'm glad you're listening, because I do have good news. It's from a far country, so get out a tall glass. My name is Dean Kirshner, and I'm part of the Ministry of Gospel Link. As you can tell by the name, Gospel Link is centered on the good news of Jesus Christ, who He is, what He has done, and what He is doing today. People ask me how I'm doing, and I tend to be honest with them. Instead of casually saying, oh, I'm good, good, I usually give a more candid answer. Sometimes I simply say, we won't discuss that today. <laughs> that always shocks people. I like how Dave Ramsey answers that question. How are you? Better than I deserve, he says. I have found myself recently saying, well, I've had some tears and long hours lately. These tears and hours are because of the tragedy in Ukraine these past weeks. But even as I hear myself saying that, I realize how much tears are a part of the world's history, and truthfully, more a part of our world today than we realize. Yet for the follower of Christ, something else is seen through the tears. It's a promise, a hope, an eternity. I am reminded of the words of the hymn, going forth with weeping, sowing for the master, these words come from the book of Psalms. When the weeping's over, he will bid us welcome. We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. And today's cup of good news from the Ministry of Gospel Inc. is a story from a foreign nation that includes weeping, sharing, and rejoicing, all of which are part of God's harvest. Today's title, Tears for Home. God once prophesied, I will scatter them, thus says the Lord of hosts. Call for the mourning women that they may come. Let them make haste and take up a wailing for us that our eyes may run down with tears. For we have forsaken the land because our dwellings have cast us out. That word from Jeremiah was not very popular in his day. Those are the words of loss. Honestly, the wrenching away of homeland and house is not often experienced by Americans today. So you may be like me, and this might be a part of Scripture to which we little relate. True, people suffer eviction or foreclosure. In this fallen world, there is loss. But in general, most people, on this hemisphere anyway, have not been born into a culture torn by displacement. Think about it. How much security do you get from being home? Do you live in a good neighborhood? A decent section of town? Do you own your own house? Has your family lived on a farm for generations? 
You probably won't lay down tonight worried about a besieging army, will you? You've never had to camp out with your loved ones in a refugee camp, have you? You know, not all the world can share your comfort and your homeland security. Europe was torn to pieces in the first half of the last century. Then the Cold War followed. Now we see irrational war rising again. Then there are countries in Latin America, Africa, and Southeast Asia. All have been scenes of guerrilla warfare and human displacement. War is a terrible evidence of man's sinfulness, and we usually think of the deaths and the loss of life left in its wake. But for millions of survivors, there is suffering for the rest of their lives. After the Vietnam War, many Americans came home broken and disillusioned, and they needed care and love and acceptance. But they at least had a place to come home. Millions of people cannot return to their homes after being displaced. Did you know in 1948, 700,000 Arabs were displaced in the whole Israel-Palestinian conflict? Did you know that they estimate 1.8 million displaced people are within southern Sudan today? Did you know that 2 million, that's right, 2 million Vietnamese people live in Cambodia, waiting for the last 45 years to go home? How about the Arab Spring and the thousands of Syrians, Algerians, Libyans, who due to political upheaval and corruption have left their homes? More than 50% of the gospel-link preachers in Ukraine today are not safely at home with their families intact. Only two of the preachers that I know of have actually left Ukraine. So almost all of our preachers are helping refugees and sharing the gospel in really unprecedented situations. But I do know that some of the wives have gone to Bulgaria. Children have been sent to different regions farther away from the conflict. How often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings? If you think of Jesus' words from the perspective of Ukraine today, or Vietnam for the last five decades, or the Arabs since 1948, you realize the hope and longing to be gathered under his wings. It's not easy for Pastor Tim A. Toon to travel. Wow, I haven't even finished my sentence and the alliteration is out of control. <laughs> Maybe we should have given him a different alias for this podcast, but I'm already into this, so Tim A. Toon will have to stick. Yes, Tim A. Toon is an alias for this Gospel Inc. supported preacher because Gospel Inc. is working in some countries where it is a legal offense to even be a national preacher. So we're changing his real name for his safety. Honestly, it is a work of the Lord that Gospel Inc. can even get financial support through some of the world's financial systems that are out there and ultimately into the hands of these diligent men of God. I mean, some of these men live where there is no internet. Some are in jungles, some behind bamboo curtains, some in Central Asia. But let me get back to Tim A. Toon's turbulent, troublesome travels. On my recent trip in February, God allowed me to visit a church named Sri Leon, which in our language means homeland church. 
These are the opening lines of Pastor Toon's quarterly report, written to his sponsors in America. Pastor Toon has been married over 12 years, and though they have two children, his wife, Wan Fa, usually accompanies her husband on these outreaches. His report told about how the two of them visited an area in an adjacent country where a large number of people from his ethnic group are living. Pastor Time explained that most of the people living there do not own any property. Thus, they rent their hovels. Many families actually sleep in wooden boats because they cannot rent, and a huge number of children, many of whom have been born in the new country, cannot attend school because they have no citizenship papers. Sounds dismal, no? Wan Fa and Time live in a province where there are no turnpikes. There are no convenient or pristine means of transport that lead from their home across the mountains into the neighboring country. In short, their travel is not easy. They have to crowd into packed minivans and endure hours of jostling and dust and hazardous roads before they reach the river which divides the two countries. Now these two national missionaries, husband and wife, are in the back country where the growing economy of the coastland has not yet announced its arrival. Thus, the results are seen in primitive living conditions in regards to medical care, utilities, and general food and housing. Time and Wan Fa have little difficulty crossing the border, as their passports are legit, and the guards lazily presume that this couple are on their way to see distant relatives who live as refugees on the other side of the river. However, Time and Wan Fa endure this travel not because they have relatives, but because they have a message and a hope. Both the message and the hope are about home. Not a hopeful homecoming to the place of one's nativity, but rather a homecoming to a city not made with hands. Time is with other Christians who are residing in this other country. They are establishing Bible studies, which become discipleship groups, which, in this part of the world, are churches without buildings. In this report, Time Toon met with Mr. Hua. Mr. Hua is 72 years old, and his lifespan could not have fallen at a more importune time in this part of Asia. Pastor Toon listened for a long time as Mr. Hua recounted his long life of suffering, displacement, and sorrow. He had followed the nominal Catholic Church when he was a boy, but he could not see how religion had made things better for him then, so what could it do now? A mutual acquaintance explained to Pastor Toon that Mr. Hua had more than once heard the gospel of Jesus Christ since moving to this region ten years ago. Pastor Toon nodded as he listened and sought in his spirit for the right words to share. Having listened politely and caringly to the elder man, it was now his turn to speak. Nothing better to speak than God's word. And in his home language, Pastor Toon quoted John 3.16. As a segue of God's love, Pastor Toon read Revelation 21.4 where Jesus promises that in the holy city 
God will wipe away all tears, and there shall be neither crying nor sorrow, for the former things are passed away. On the other hand, the visiting pastor explained, for the unbelievers and the unrepentant, sorrow and regret are an unending way of life. And he read the scripture from Matthew 25. Imagine being 72 years of age. Mr. Hua is probably never going to return to his boyhood romps or his childhood village. He has mourned his displacement for many years with countless tears. And now he was hearing about an eternity of regret and missing out on a homeland where Jesus removed sorrows. This was a powerful force upon his mind and heart. Mr. Hua looked at Tim A. Would you kneel with me on the floor? He asked. I want to receive Jesus. Pastor Toon wrote that Mr. Hua repented of his sins and believed in Jesus as his Lord and Savior with joy and peace. Later on, he shook my hand and invited to me to have coffee, he wrote. 72 years old, displaced, lots of tears for home, but now a hope for a new home where the tears will be joyful. The faces are purposefully blurred, but you can see a photo of Pastor Toon and Mr. Hua on the website on the very day that they sat together talking about the gathering of Jesus and how he has made that possible through his cross. Some of these pictures are priceless. Tine Toon and Wafa Toon visited another village beside the river border. This village was simply named Fish Village. There they met a man named Mr. Sewell, who again was a citizen from the same country as the Toons, but Mr. Sewell could only view his homeland from the opposite bank of the river. He had neither the papers, nor the money, nor the right friends to enable his return to his homeland. He has resided in Fish Village since the year 2000. Now, at 42 years old, Mr. Sewell fishes the river and sells what he can catch to try to provide for his small family. Though fairly young, he was suffering a disease of the esophagus when Mr. Toon met him. Now, Tim A. Toon did not make it clear in his report if Mr. Sewell's disease had led to their meeting or, once again, they shared mutual acquaintances, as was the case with Mr. Hua. Nonetheless, the traveling missionary was given a warning, and it was a warning from the aged mother of Mr. Sewell. My son worships the Buddha. Please do not witness of your God. Please do not pray for him. So regarding courtesy and hospitality, the visiting national preacher, the man of God, listened to Mr. Sewell recount his story, his travels, his misfortunes, his lack of ability to return to the land of his ancestors. God's servants must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and the tunes did so. Besides, in every culture, there is a bond of trust that is initiated when a person has an opportunity to share their story and their background. Pastor Toon's ears received the all-too-familiar details of fleeing as a refugee from war and from danger, 
He listened to Mr. Sewell recount his attempts to cross back into his native homeland. He heard about his lack of future and lack of opportunity on this side of the river. Timeto knew that Buddhism could not offer this poor man any hope. Buddhism instructs its followers to have no wants, to deny one's desires. It was clear that Mr. Sewell longed for home and deeply regretted his family's plight. I am guessing that Mr. Sewell could have continued for hours, but eventually the tongue runs out of steam no matter how sorrowful the soul. When that point came, Timetoon took his time, but deliberately he looked at his host. Mr. Sewell, he asked, do you believe there is a creator of this world? Mr. Sewell contemplated and nodded slowly. Pastor Timay began to share truths about Jesus. After sharing different scriptures and stories, it was time to proffer a question. Mr. Sewell, let me ask you, do you believe that heaven is a blessed place for the followers of Jesus? There was another pause as this question permeated Mr. Sewell's heart. No immediate answer. Mr. Sewell, do you believe that there is a real hell after death, a horrible place for the non-believers of Christ Jesus? It was a precious moment. Timay watched streams of tears roll down the cheeks of Mr. Sewell. They had spent a long time talking about the sorrows of this earth, about tears for home, but now the realities of eternity and its consequences loomed before Mr. Sewell. The unfulfilled Buddhist nodded and looked to the preacher for direction. With comfort in his voice, Timay Toon prayed with Mr. Sewell as both he and his wife turned their hearts to believe in Jesus Christ as the only forgiveness of sins and as the one who will truly prepare a place for us and receive us into himself. You know, as much as we love home, some people actually voluntarily leave the comfort of their home. In fact, you have just listened to the report of a national man and his wife who, every quarter, leave their home near the flourishing coast and travel on crowded minivans. Why? So that they can bring good news about a better home and a way the way to get there. Mr. Sewell and Mr. Hua have endured more homesickness than I will ever know. Their tears and longings for home will never be realized on this earth, but today they share a new homeland, a new destiny. The tears of their souls have turned to rejoicing. And that, my friend, is good news. And the dawning to noonday bright And Christ's great kingdom shall come to earth The kingdom of love and light Timé and Wafa spread the gospel in places where you and I cannot even go, let alone speak the language if we were there. However, it takes money to travel across that border, and to have food when they're on outreach, 
and to purchase Bibles and discipleship materials for people who come to know the Lord. This dear couple has five different sponsors in the United States. One family from Mississippi, one from Illinois, two families in a church from Indiana, and all five send $40 a month to help the tunes spread the gospel. $40 a month is a commitment. But how much of your income are you using to advance the gospel? Gospel Inc. has several dear men in the same region of the world as where the tunes are. We have approved their applications, and these national preachers are waiting for sponsorships. A sponsorship would enable them to do a lot more for the Lord. You should consider it. I want to remind you that these are true stories. These events really happened. I hope they encourage you and refresh you. Timmy Toon and Wafa are real people, and the stories you just heard are real events. Only the names are changed, and the identity of the countries are hidden to the public. If you write to me at dean at cupofgoodnews.org, I'll be glad to tell you the real names and the real countries. That's dean, cupofgoodnews.org. Grace and peace to you.